0: It is time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer on this Tuesday morning. Good morning, Vaughn.
1: Good morning, Simi. Happy Halloween and happy birthday.
0: Thank you so much. Do you like Halloween? How do you feel
1: about this day? Oh, I love Halloween. I love Halloween. It's great fun. Um, hmm, for a few years, I always used to watch Young Frankenstein on Halloween because, <laughs> you know, scary movies are great and uh, they really can scare the living daylights out of you uh young frankenstein is one of the funniest movies ever made and usually you can find some place where it's showing on halloween night so
0: good so good great choice uh, let's talk about what's going on out there because premier david eb it feels like has been very busy the last couple of days
1: Well, he's an activist premier and clearly in charge of his government. He and the premier's office uh, pretty much decide what's going on. He's more activist, I would say, than John Horgan and less into delegating. So, yes, a very busy day yesterday. Uh, The listener will know that. I've occasionally been critical of Premier David Eby, so I want to start off with an accolade because I think what he did last evening in Vancouver uh, is really important, and he acted quickly. So Eby announced last evening that henceforth uh, Holocaust education will be mandatory in the curriculum in BC's high school. So they're going to design a unit for it, uh, I think it's uh, 25, uh, 2025 school year. It takes a while to get these things in place. But Eb said, "Look, I know that uh, some teachers have already been teaching this." He said that there has been some optional material in the curriculum. It's not going to be mandatory. He says it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and the government quoted surveys on this, and I suppose we shouldn't be surprised, but I went, huh, it was pretty disturbing. Um, a significant number of young people and more than a few adults are either unaware of the full dimensions of the Holocaust or they think they're exaggerated. And of course, if they've been spending too much time on the wrong websites, uh, they think it's a hoax. So, I, a very important, and look. Simi, as I said, how quickly the government acted. So it's only been three weeks since that Hamas rampage of rape and murder and kidnapping. And the premier is saying there's a wave of anti-Semitism out there. And one of the ways we're going to combat it, try to deal with it, confront it, is to add Holocaust education to the school curriculum in British Columbia. I am kind of surprised it wasn't already in there. I guess I was a little bit, too, although, you know, I was talking to uh, Keith Balria Global last evening, and we were going, well, you know, I was a long, long time ago in school. He's much younger than I am, as you are. And I must admit, I don't really remember much uh, about that in school. I learned a lot about the Holocaust from reading history. But uh, I don't know as though uh, maybe we shouldn't be that surprised. Uh, You know, our culture is fragmented Uh, there's a staggering amount of misinformation out there and you only need to have uh, talked to good friends who are Jewish to say oh man you know anti-semitism hasn't gone it still comes back to confront them Uh, and uh, you know there's there's the strangest kind of misinformation out there I think manifested by I don't know, I can't think of the right adjective to describe it, these equations of Israel with Nazism. Like, yeah, how far miseducated do you need to be to, to make that comparison? So, again, you know, the premier, I think, deserves credit on this one. And I think it will help in the long run, mm-hmm. the fact that he went public and said it right away last evening is itself, I think, a, a tribute to David Eby. And, Simi, I noticed speaking as well for the government on this was Selena Robinson. And, you know, Robinson's Jewish. Uh, she's done a lot of the talking for the government. You'll know a bit of the history, Simi, that uh, Selina Robinson and David Eby weren't on the same page all the time in the John Horgan government. That's right, yeah. Uh, But full credit, again, to the Premier, to including her. Um, One comment that was interesting in the global coverage last night, I thought, (laughs) it's not funny, but it is ironic. Uh, One of the questions was, you know, in light of some of the comments that some of our academics left-leaning have made on social media, Maybe they need a refresher course on the Holocaust as yeah, well. Yeah, no
0: kidding, right? Maybe. And I'm glad to see this happening. was optional before. They're making it compulsory. And I hope teachers, just, I hope they were taking that information already. I'm just like, they're making it compulsory, but they have the option to always have it there.
1: Yeah, and the premier said, look, he acknowledges that uh, some of our teachers, uh, a number of our teachers have already uh, incorporated this into their yeah. teaching. I, and, Which is And good. that's good. Yes. And there's, you know, there's an awful lot of history out there that needs to be taught. And it's a struggle to get it all into the curriculum. I mean, and the premier referred to it last night. Uh, our record with indigenous people here in British Columbia. Uh, the deportation of the Japanese during the Second World War. This is not the only human rights issue that you have to teach. But I think we it's important that we recognize... The Holocaust is a unique event in history and comparisons of the Holocaust to anything else are themselves grounded in ignorance.
0: We're back with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Now, yesterday, Vaughn, there was a big press conference, a retail coalition got together saying they need help when it comes to shoplifting. What did the premier have to say about that?
1: Yeah, the premier was... Asked about it and acknowledged they have a point, said he looks forward to meeting with them, Uh, welcomes suggestions that they have, pointed out that the government has recently is now implementing a plan that will at least compensate uh, small business for vandalism in the downtown region, especially so they can apply for that government website. I think the applications uh, open next month. So, But the premier didn't dispute that there's a serious problem with shoplifting, organized shoplifting, violence against staff that try to stop shoplifting. And you only need to go up and down the West Coast, Simi, and you'll discover that our neighbors to the south, uh, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle in particular, Uh, merchants are moving out of downtown because enough is enough. They can't afford to be there. They can't protect their staff, and gangs are now shoplifting. So we're not there yet. Uh, We did have a report, Simi, last week that London Drugs was thinking of moving out of downtown. They said they're not. I wouldn't say that it'll never happen, but the Premier was asked about it. The other thing the Premier said, and this is a a standard David Eby answer on the issue of public safety. And it has some merit. He was asked again, and he said, look, we need bail reform. And he, David Eby, has been calling for bail reform for over a year. And uh-huh, he referred to something, Simi, you and I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Our attorney general went went to the Senate committee, if you address them virtually. Uh, Senate committee is looking at bail reform legislation. She faced some tough questions from the senators who don't believe uh, that this is a real problem that needs to be solved. Uh, it's real skepticism. Uh, Eby took a nice shot at the Senate, I thought. He said uh, he's never been more sympathetic to the NDP's longtime call for abolition of the Senate. He's looked over the transcript. He cannot believe that the senators, some of them, don't get it, why we need to make it harder for repeat violent offenders to get bail.
0: Okay, so there's that that's still going on, but let's also talk about the other federal government issue that continues to cause a lot of problems here in BC, this having to do with the uh, pulling back of the carbon tax on home heating oil.
1: Yeah, a di- real uh, disdain from the Premier for what Ottawa did last week, this massive flip-flop on the carbon tax. He, the Premier described it as a rush job, poorly thought out, And he can't quite believe that they left out British Columbia. He points out that they're offering better incentives for uh, switching uh, to heat pumps, electric heat pumps away from fossil fuels, but they're only offering it to Atlantic Canada. He said, (laughs) said, if you're going to build national support for carbon tax as a response and, and Climate assistance as a response to climate action—you got to include everybody. So he says, the province is going to be pressuring Ottawa to make the same deal available to British Columbians. That uh, BC's been on uh, the home heat—sorry, uh, the uh, the heat pump promotion for a while. Uh, I was asked point blank about the other thing Ottawa did last week, which was exempting some provinces, residents of some provinces from the carbon tax on home heating for three years. Uh, B.C. is not going there based on what the New Democrats said yesterday. They don't – there's not a huge number of British Columbians use home heating oil to heat their homes with oil. It's natural gas out here. Uh, But he said, look, uh, we are not going to start going backwards on carbon taxation uh, his implication being, of course, Simi that that's exactly what Ottawa is doing, and uh, you know the premier very little patience with the rush job cynicism of what Ottawa did last week.
0: Yeah, and it seems to be lingering, doesn't it? Like there's, yeah. it's it gets worse. It feels like every day the outrage is just kind of building. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you had the opposition saying. British Columbians should get the same deal. The yeah. Premier pushed back on that uh, more than a bit. But we now have voices in the legislature. Really, the, the last time you had members of the B.C. legislature standing up and saying, get rid of the carbon tax, it was New Democrats in 2008 when the Gordon Campbell government brought it in. The Democrats now support the carbon tax. You had the Conservatives yesterday standing up and saying, get rid of the carbon tax. Uh, Bruce Bandman of the Conservatives said, climate change is real. And he got a round of applause from the House. (laughs) I thought that was funny. But he said, look, uh, the way to deal with uh, climate change is not to impoverish British Columbians. So the Conservatives are opposed to the carbon tax. And uh, Eby took a shot at the BC United for saying, well, you know, you guys are now calling for home heating oil relief uh, and natural gas relief. He says, you're changing your position on the carbon tax too. And he says, maybe I should listen, look down the aisle and listen to the conservatives to figure out what the next position is gonna be for BC United. So this thing is back as a political issue, Simi, after really we went through three elections uh, where it was not an issue in BC. All of the parties in the B.C. legislature supported carbon taxation. They argued about how the money should be spent and whether there should be tax relief. But they all agreed on a carbon tax. And this is one of the things that Justin Trudeau has triggered, I think, Simi, is he's making it into a national issue all over again.
0: I know. When we thought the question was settled, and it turns out now it is not, thanks to that. Uh, Vaughn, thank you.
1: Bye-bye, Simi.